What's up, y'all? Uh, episode eight. The spank is back. I'm back, baby. We got fireworks going on, so you might hear some fireworks in the background. But uh, ready to go. How you doing, Spank? I'm doing fine and dandy. And yeah, th- there's fireworks going on in the back, but the real fireworks, the real fire's about to go right here. When we're about to go Vols deep. What you got in the bag? I will show the world what's in this bag July the 15th at the WECO Outdoor Show. But until then, what's in this bag is a mystery, but I can promise you this, it will be the most talked about thing after that show. How you doing, Corbin? I'm all right. I've made it through the weekend so far. <laughs> the fourth ain't over yet. No. <laughs> uh, great show lined up for everybody today. Tennessee baseball got some good news. Um as Tennessee board approves a massive makeover. Lindsey Nelson Stadium, um, it's going to be incredible very soon. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Tennessee baseball, we have some transfer portal news. Pretty good news overall if you're Tennessee baseball and Tony Vitello. Josh Heupel adds an elite receiver as well. Um, we'll talk about him. Also, more renovations. Neyland Stadium gets approved for another huge renovation budget. Uh, we'll get into detail on all that. We have start bench cut. We have the duel, Florida, Alabama, Georgia. Um, I'll come in your way right after a message from our sponsors. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people, Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find the checkerboard The big orange is back It's a fact Volunteers, where you at? Get loud, stand proud Send a message to the crowd Y'all better get used to the fact The big orange is back On track, Coach Hyper, where you at? Hey y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. We're doing a huge giveaway for the season opener in Nashville versus Virginia. A pair of tickets, four rows off the field. All you have to do is join up for the Volunteer Club. You should already be a member, but here's your chance to join and win some tickets at the same time. The higher membership you get, the more entries you're going to get to win the tickets. Refer a friend, I'll double your chances to win. We will do the giveaway live on our show. Remember, you have to use my link. Screenshot that QR code or get on my Facebook, my TikTok, my Instagram, whatever. Join today. Go Vols. And we're back. Um, next, we've got Weekend Recap presented by Brandy McKinney at Allstate Insurance. Still working on her graphic. I'm going to have to get that made up for you, Brandy. Um I was waiting on a picture, but we're going to have to have to figure it out. Yeah, we got to work on something. Uh, have to put something on there. Something about them dang McKinney's. Ain't that right? I know, man, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll start with Tennessee baseball. Uh, Tennessee baseball player Logan Chambers has hit the transfer portal. 
Um, appeared in 19 games, six starts, two, 240 batting average, one home run, and three RBIs. I'm not really surprised. <laughs> no, he, he joins uh, Chase Burns and Hollis Fanning, firework. Um, just expected, you know, um, not expecting Logan Chambers, like, in particular, but this day and age, you're just expecting, you know, to lose a few every year in the portal. Oh, yeah, you'll lose some, but then again, you also got to recounter. If you always got to regroup. You always got to be working that portal. You got to be willing and dealing. Yeah, we, we, we you know, we, we lost – we're gonna lose probably Logan and then but we gained um Wichita state pitcher Nate Sneed. Good news if uh if you're Tony Vitello, he's killing it right now on the portal. He is. He he, is. he lost the big one in uh Burns, but then again you just gotta you gotta move on. Yeah, Nate Sneed, relief pitcher. Um he's or pitched forty two point two innings, fifty three strikeouts, uh right handed pitcher. 3.16 ERA. Only gave up one home run all season, so that's pretty impressive. Um, but he throws over 100 mile an hour. He throws well over 100 mile an hour. Oh, I've seen a video of him throwing 105. So mm. that, is, that's, that fires me up a little bit. How consistent can he be, though? Like uh, how many pitches can he go I'm before, sure. before he gets wore out? Yeah, I'm, I'm unsure on that. Um, but that, good no, good numbers. It's good numbers. I'm just a little concerned if he's going to be pitching that fast. Yeah. How long can he last? Yep. Yeah, I would say he probably probably come in, you know, um, just like a, a Ben Joyce type, just inning two, three. I wonder how loud these fireworks are right now. Yeah, it's the fourth. It's the fourth, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's America. It's the third, but it's been going on about a week here. Mm. It seems like um, America by God. Also, North Carolina State. Uh, transfer catcher Kanan Pebbles or Peebles, not sure how you pronounce Pebbles. it, but uh, he announced his commitment to Tennessee baseball. True freshman last year, switch hitter, um, started in 30 games for the Wolfpack. He's a damn hitter, man. That's exactly what we need. That is what mm-hmm. we needed a yep. catch catcher that was a hitter so bad. And a catcher is one of the positions people don't think much about, but it is very crucial. In your upper levels of baseball. Yeah, and MLB, uh, a catcher is always like your powerhouse of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. And, I mean, um, that's kind of been – I don't know if I – I mean, I, yeah, I, it's, that's probably Tony's weakest point, honestly, um, in the last few years is just a catcher. Definitely this year. Definitely like, like this Evan year. Russell, he was great. I love Evan Russell, but he wasn't even a catcher. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this um, – but he done fine, but that's just kind of – I mean, this dude – 352 batting average, 50 RBIs, 12 home runs, all ACC freshmen, all American honors, first team All American. Um, Tennessee just needs good bats at the plate, and and we we finally got it, I believe. I mean, we're getting there. Yeah, we're moving in the right direction now. If we just clean up the outfielding, and then Tennessee also adds a transfer from Wofford, Ryan Galaney. Um, First base, third base, or left field. He was the SOCON Player of the Year, 383 batting average, 17 home runs, 66 RBIs. Another great pickup. 
I'm surprised you said that school's name right. Wofford? Yeah. Most people get that, and they call it Wofford or whatever. <laughs> well, that was my first guess. I mean, I've, I've heard of them, but, yeah, I've never really had to pronounce it. They always produce good players. They always do. Always competitive team to be as small as they are. Yeah, Tony's just he's, – he's killing it, man. Mm-hmm. He's doing good. Um Tennessee pitcher A.J. Russell made the uh, D1 baseball freshman All-American team. Big congrats to him. Um, Tennessee bullpen, they're going to be loaded again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Then Christian Moore and Drew Beam were selected to the Team USA baseball team. Another big shout-out to both of them. Um, Tennessee's one of only six schools to have multiple players selected for the team. Mm -hmm. So definitely definitely a great honor for them. Um, Pitcher Andrew Lindsey. Is an All-American. Um, great year from him. Uh, 21 games, 73 strikeouts, 2.90 ERA. Um, this is pretty cool. This is the ninth pitcher to be named All-American under Tony Vitello. Um, That's already a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot. In a short amount of time. It, it, considering Tennessee's only had 56 total All-Americans in like school history, that's a really good number. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, congrats to Andrew Lindsey. Um, Josh Heupel and his volunteers add four-star wide receiver Braylon Staley, um, six-foot-tall, 180 pounds out of South Carolina. Big big pickup for Hop. Yep, Hop's just – he keeps the train rolling. What can you say? Yeah, um, he, he picked the Vols over Georgia, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, Florida, Auburn, Alabama, Penn State. That's solid as it gets. Um, but recruiting so good. Um, I mean, do you think do you think Hop's going fi- to finish with a top five class? I think by the way it's going, I think he could. I think it's very possible. Uh, it's exciting. It's exciting though. Uh, it's it's very possible, and I I think we might get shafted. Yeah. <laughs> but you know how it goes. Tennessee getting shafted, Corbin. What are you talking about? There's a. One one good thing to look at is last year we didn't have a single player that was committed that didn't sign, so that's kind of a you know a, a good sign too. But um, yeah, that was our weekend recap presented by Brandy McKinney from Allstate. We want to thank her for sponsoring this segment. We'll be right back with our first main talking point of the day. Since July of 2021, our student athletes have capitalized on so many NIL opportunities that have been presented to them. Those opportunities exist because of the power of Vol Nation. When you combine the most passionate fan base in the country with the city of Knoxville and our great state, you create the nation's number one NIL destination for student athletes. There's no better place for our players to build their brands than right here at Tennessee. I encourage all of you to support and donate to Spire Sports and Our Lady Vol Booster Collective. These collectives are here to serve our student athletes the right way in our community. To get involved, please scan this QR code now. It's been an incredible fall for our program, and we are just scratching the surface of what we can accomplish. Let's all do our part to ensure that Tennessee continues to lead the way in name, image, and likeness. Go Big Orange. And we're back. we got our first main talking point of the day, presented by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Talk about a facelift, man. Uh, University of Tennessee approves a $100 Dollar makeover of Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Have y'all seen the pictures? Oh yeah, it looks beautiful. So what are they turning that road to down there? Which one? The one between 
the stadium in. I think they're closing it. They're just going to close I it and think. just make it kind of a walkway, whatever. Uh, if I'm, if I'm, yeah, unless I. The I'm way right. I was looking at it, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're closing that road. Um, so it's going to add 1,500 fans to the standing room only area. And then the seat total will be like 6,100. Um, what is it right now? About four thousand something, four thousand two hundred something like that. Yeah, I think it's. I think like with the standing room, it's like five. I think maybe or something. Um, pictures look phenomenal. Oh, like, the pictures are yeah, they're awesome. I'm looking at one from the very top, and uh, the fireworks. The fire. Again. We got fireworks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but I'm looking from the very top, and it looks like a big, big ass minor league baseball. Looks like for just right here, it looks like an MLB stadium from one side, just the way they're showing it. It's beautiful. The goal was said to just be a first class experience all the way around. Um, premium seating will be added. No surprise there. You got to take care of the, <laughs> yeah. take care of the donors. Um, the the press box, they're going to have improvements, which are much needed. You feel I kind of feel sorry for some of the media guys up there. I mean, it's like. It's old school, man. Yeah, it is very old school. Tight. Yeah. Um, wider concourses, more concessions, more bathrooms, more inner and exit gates. Um, this is great for recruiting, too. Oh, yeah, it really is. Now, this, it, and when it's done, will be one of the biggest college baseball stadiums in the nation. Well, hear, hear me out on this one. You know, there's already another baseball stadium being built in Knoxville. I just wonder if they'd be ever interested in. You know, playing maybe a game over there. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll probably happen at some point, kind of like they did the Smoky Stadium. Heck, or I don't know why they ain't doing the Smoky Stadium more. Like, I think they should. Yeah, You're gonna um, piss me off. <laughs> I'm not a fan of neutral site games, and I don't care how close it is. It's it's almost not even a neutral site. It's just like it takes it takes away from me. Um, but yeah, this attracts talent. It's exciting. Um, I mean, even things like this year, the NCAA choosing Southern Miss, you know, to play there. I mean, stuff like this comes into play. You know, they who who has more seating and and mm-hmm. you know who has more more space for media. Alabama back in the day, they had two football stadiums, one in so Birmingham, one in Tuscaloosa. Um, but boom, boom, boom. But Danny White, um, man. He just keeps keeps proving us right nonstop. Um, I mean, he he sent out a fan survey for the you know renovations just to see what the fans you know wanted. So, I will say I would like to see cheeseburgers served at the football games. Cheeseburgers, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's another great move from the goat in the making. Um, and then we go to Tennessee football. Another budget increase. For Neyland Stadium. Um, again, have you all seen them pictures? Yes. And I know, like, we talked a little bit about um, the Neyland Entertainment District a few weeks ago. Um, to me, we're one step closer to that by getting mm-hmm. this, you know, getting this budget increase. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, that big old ramp they're, they're going to be, I'm telling yeah. you, I feel bad for some of the drunks after some <laughs> ball games, man. They're just going to have a big old time. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, renovations have already been going on the last two years, but, um, I mean, they added $49 million more million to that renovation budget. Um, 
they're going to continue to enhance the amenities, um, continue to improve seating. They say they're going to improve safety. I'm not really sure, um, what, you know, what that entails. Probably a railing down that the middle of the stadium on that day. You know, that'd be that'd be nice. I would say probably some quicker like entrance stuff too, like that they, security type stuff. They, yeah. I did see where they was gonna have a like a new entrance built to walk inside. You know, to go to the top. You know, we gotta walk through the G or the gate ten or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. But looking at some of them pictures, uh. It's, it looks like what Thompson Bowling looks like inside right now, from what some of the pictures, you know, with the concession stands yeah, and stuff, bathroom yeah. and stuff like that. And that's what I've been asking for for a long time. Like, first guys have to piss in a damn bathtub. We may not do that no more. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of enjoy the trough myself, but. No, I don't. It's uncomfortable. I, I need a barrier. It's so fast. I don't care, man. You're not supposed to go in there and just fight swords, Frankie. Well, Spanky. <laughs> Look, I want I want the barrier. Okay, I want the barrier. I want to have my own privacy. But they obviously, you know, they last year done the vol, you know, the vols letters, um, which was my favorite part, and then they put in the um, the party deck, and they added the the premium seating. Then this year they're removing the south hall, uh, strengthening the south structure partially completing Wi-Fi capabilities, adding more of the brick around the stadium, and then the new, um, it says new new restrooms to around gate 10. And then 2024, um, full stadium Wi-Fi, um, stadium kitchen, there's your hamburgers, Spanky. Yes. Uh, a commissary, a loading dock. Commissary, so this is prison? Yeah. It might be, it's for the, for the opposing team. Um, adding elevators to connect all the concourses, um, a new gate four entry plaza, more brick, uh, renovating the skyboxes, new restroom, and new concessions for the suites. And I'm telling you, they're going to get all this brick and they're just going to build it brick by brick. It's spanky. <laughs> uh, I had to, man. I'm, I'm telling you, I had to. Yeah, I bet Butch is rock hard right now with oh, all the yeah. bricks that's getting delivered in Neyland yeah. State. I told you. I guarantee you. I told you. Five star bricks. Um, 2025, they're going to complete the founder suites, um, expand the south concourse, adding restrooms, concessions, a gate 10 ramp. Um, what do y'all want to see on this list that, or what do y'all want to see that's not on this list on this list? I really. Good with it? I, I'm good with it. I just don't. I, I'm good with I'm good with it. Well, now what about them old classroom and offices? They gonna keep them? I think, if I'm not mistaken, on the removing the South Hall, I want to say that might be what we're talking about here. Okay. When they say that, um, you know what they could do? They could rent that out to people. Like, could uh, you? That's imagine? where they do it. I'm pretty sure it's where they have like the body farms and all that stuff at. I mean, the body farm. You never heard of the body farms? What's a body farm? Their bodies like buried under kneeling and stuff. You've never heard that before. I've heard that, but like, I just didn't know if it was real. Yeah, it's real. Well, still, they could rent that out because imagine you saying, "Hey, where you live? I live in kneeling." <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you'll you will kind of be able to do that because they're going to attach that big hotel to it. Oh yeah. All right. God, imagine the price. Oh my I God. couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't afford it. <laughs> 
I wonder what the the suite or the the room that looks over Newland is. Oh yeah, I bet I bet I bet them people won't have to pay a ticket yet. They can just watch it from the hotel room. Be like a Formula One race. Their tickets is like. Just hope it ain't a drunk man. He's staying out naked at the window. There'll be some five star uh, recruits staying there for free. I'm sure. Yeah, I bet uh, so. My my biggest thing is I want paint on the south side. Yeah. Like it's just peeling. It's petty, but it just pisses me off. You know what I think they could do? They should go ahead and paint the whole stadium checkerboard. <laughs> so then, whenever they decide to checker kneeling, people can just, whatever section you're in, that's the section you want. So you're talking like the seats checkerboard? Yes. Could you imagine it? I'm sure people will still wear black or <laughs> 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 something to try to mess it up. Yeah. Uh, that, and I want expansion. I want kneeling bigger. That's the only thing I... Man, I it's already scary enough when you get to the very top and you look down. I feel like if I go forward like two inches, I'm going to like tumble all the way to the bottom of the stadium and kill myself. Especially yeah. when you got a little alcohol in the bloodstream. I couldn't imagine if you sneezed. Oh, my. Remember as a kid, my first game was Alabama game, and me and Dad, we sat up there underneath the, the jumbotron. I was like, this is scary being this high. Oh, yeah, I was scared Dad as a kid when I had to sit up there. Yeah. Daggum. It was, it was wild for sure. I will tell you, uh, my f- favorite improvement that they're going to do is the Wi-Fi. You uh, like the Wi-Fi? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's a big problem for any sporting venue. And mm-hmm. uh, there's been some 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 teams have fixed the problem, like NASCAR, some tracks. They've put all them cell phone tires up and everything. Do they do good at the tracks? Uh, depending on the track, it does. But uh, – that's a big thing. Like, you get inside of a football stadium, you have no cell phone service for nothing. You can't even send a text message. You definitely can't get on Snapchat or anything. Right. And uh, pe- people want then the Then the girls are mad at you for not snapping them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always explain. It's a whole. Uh, you always have to explain, like, hey, I'm going to be in the stadium. I'm going to have cell phone service for, like, four hours over here. But people want their Wi-Fi, and that's a big key for people to go to games is they want – be able to send text and do all this and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I agree with that. Um, I'm not a big texter during the games, but it is. I might send like one or two, I depending am, on how the games go. I got ADD. I got my mind's on too many other things. That is true. I will uh, tell you what, what. What will piss me off though is you start having these people that send and like these people on Snapchat that put stories up. Like you don't have to buy a ticket to a concert. Yeah, yeah. Nothing people make, on Fourth of July, I ain't gonna watch your fireworks. Their fireworks is better than yours, and you got they want you to see them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all right, that was our first main talking point of the day, presented by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. We'll be right back with Start Bench Cut. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest line pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. And we're back. Next, we've got Start Bench Cut, presented by Maxed Out Jim in Oak Ridge. Show them guns, baby. Right here. You have, you have permit to carry that firearm? 
All right, so question number one. Which NFL quarterback-wide receiver duo is the best of all time? Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison, Kurt Warner and Isaac Bruce, or Tom Brady and Julian Edelman? You see, this one hurts me. It hurts me because it's hard to make Peyton Manning number two. But just for this one, I'm going with Tom Brady and Julian Edelman on the start. Peyton Manning and Marvin on the bench. And then Cut, Kurt, Warner, and Isaac Bruce. Like, you can't you can't argue with championships. That's one thing you just can't the argue with championships. The stats are crazy between Peyton and Marvin Harrison, though. Yeah, but this... Like, unreal stats. It's unreal, but the only stat that matters is that little gold ring. I'm the same exact order for him. Are you? I mean, you can't take nothing away from Tom Brady and Elderman. I mean, you really can't. No, I yeah. I I remember that they was always always that combo that hit, and then uh, Ed, Edelman make them damn catches that you would think okay there ain't no way he's catching that thing, and then by God he just catches it. Then uh hell, Peyton and Marvin, oh they was as a kid was, growing up that was some elite right there. But like Spanky said, I think Peyton just won one Super Bowl I with think, the Colts at the time. I think you could even argue that Peyton and Reggie Wayne could, you know, probably not a top or, three, but like a top five. Or what about Peyton and Demarius Thomas? Yeah. Or Peyton and Wes Welker. Yeah, Peyton and Wes Welker. I think the, the only thing that hurts that art is just like the length of time he was there. Yeah, but, they were. Um, but him and Marvin, man, just how long that, that ride was and stuff, like, it's hard to. If he was with the Broncos, and if that Bronco team stayed together, Oh my lord! Could you imagine? Yeah, like, and Peyton did get a little older too. And so for just just for pure stats and, and like longevity, I'm going Peyton, Marvin Harrison start. But I, I'm going to bench Tom and Julian. I'm going to cut Kurt Warner and Isaac Bruce. I hated Kurt Warner as a kid. And really, I loved. Kurt really, Warner. I hated the rant. I think it was just because the the rival. Because I used to be a diehard's Titan fan as a kid and stuff. Oh, that '99. Super yeah, Bowl. I think after that, I was a slide yeah, hell yeah. with the Rams, but. Um, I, don't know. I started to watch the the Kurt Warner documentary the other day and fell asleep like before it even started. So. He's got an amazing story. Yeah, I need to watch it. I'd, I'd I'd suggest checking that documentary out. Yeah, I need to. I need to. Oh, it's the movie. Is that what you're talking about too, or is it? I'm talking about the one that was produced through like ESPN or somebody. Okay, I can't remember if that. I, I don't know. It was. It's probably NFL Network. Okay. It's NFL Network. They produced that like a documentary, like. The hundred greatest quarterbacks or whatever. Oh, okay. If you remember that. I think this is the actual movie. I think, but anyway, um, which major league baseball player will finish with the most home runs at the end of the season? Otani, Matt Olson, or Pete Alonso? I'm gonna go with now. Look, guys, I'm just gonna go ahead and throw this out. I don't know anything about the MLB. I don't. You ain't supposed to tell them that, Spanky. I, I'm just being honest. You're supposed people. to Google it and act like you know. Uh, look, I'm honest. I'm a man of the people. I'm going to be honest. I just don't watch MOB. What's your record now in wrestling? Uh, I'm 16 now. I'm undefeated. Uh, That's honest as it gets right there. Yeah, honest. I'm honest with the people. Uh, but I'll have doing some Google research like I am. I'm going to go with Otani. Starting? Yep. Then Pete, how you pronounce that? Alonzo. Alonzo, and then Matt Olson. 
on the cut. Who you got? Oh, I'm starting Otani. I love Otani. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I just wish he's amazing. I wish he didn't play for the Angels though, because he could do so much more. With somebody, if, yeah. With somebody else. Uh, gonna bench uh, Matt Olson. I like Matt Olson. I have a problem with him now. Pete Alonso cut him. Not a big fan of his, but I will say there's some hitters in MLB right now. Yeah, I'm actually gonna start Matt Olson. I just think he starts pulling away a little bit, um, you know, as the season goes on. I'm going to bench Pete Alonzo, and I, I like Otani as well, but I just think, I don't know, with him pitching and everything, I just think, I don't know, this maybe a little decline or something hey. that we see, but I, I mean, it could be any of them, and it could be who's sitting at number four. I mean, you never know as the yeah. season goes on, but I do like Matt Olson a lot, though. Um if Acuna could stay healthy throughout the whole season yeah. for the Braves, and we'd have him on this list, but you don't even, you don't know if he's going to miss five to ten games <laughs> here and there. You ain't lying. I, I I love him too. All right, which true freshman will impact the Tennessee offense the most this season? Nico, Cam Seldon, or Nathan Laycock? Well, I hate to do this, but I'm going go with Cam Seldon, then Nathan Lee Leelock. Than Nico, because Nico, no offense, I do not want you to make an impact this season, because that means something bad is happening with Joe Milton. Now, Nico, I don't care if you do good in third and fourth quarter when we're just when we, we got that dog in us, we just dogging on these teams. We going all doggy style on these teams, and you're in there lighting it up. But brother, not your year. So is doggy style like your preferred to position? We ain't gonna talk about that, Corbin. Come on, you man. brought it up. Okay. We ain't gonna talk about that. He's a teacher, Corbin. Yeah. He's a teacher. <laughs> 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 what's, your, what's your order? <laughs> oh damn! Uh, can't start Cam Sheldon. Uh, same, pretty much same as Spanky. I mean, I don't want to see Nico on the field either. Same exact reason. I mean, Nico, I, I think he will get to play if we're up big or something was to happen to Milton. Don't want to see him, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to start Cam Seldon. Um, we're so deep at running back, but I do think they're going to put him on the field somewhere. He just, mm-hmm. He's too good. Maybe in the slot or something Just like Yeah, just maybe. I mean, even if it's like trick play, or I just think he's going to – Get a lot. Well, we'll definitely, we we'll definitely have some trick plays. And yeah. The way our offense runs, anyway, I mean, we'll run, run yeah. the dog shit out of you. And it's, it's the, as fast as it's going. It's so easy to sneak somebody out there. Yeah. And, you know, by the t- you, they won't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, um, who is this guy? <laughs> and I'm gonna bench Nico. Um, I don't know how much we're gonna see him, but I do think we'll see him pretty often. And the only reason I'm cutting Nathan Laycock is just that we're so deep at wide receiver. We're so deep at wide receiver, so that that's the reason I'm I'm cutting him. Just because I mean you, I mean like we're talking about like studs and like Ramel Keaton, and we're like questioning how much time he's even going to get to see. You know, he's like, yeah. you know, elite as it gets. So it's going to be tough to get playing time for these players in general. I mean, yeah. like you said, we're just so deep. We need to, we need a lot of games that are just out of control, and mm-hmm. we can. 
We can get them, you know, get them tired. We got to have that dog in us. Who is the best three-point shooter of all time? Steph Curry, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. Okay, so here's my thing on this. If the three-point line was invented earlier on in Larry Bird's day, he could be on this list. He could shatter this list. No, he couldn't. Idiot. Um, but honestly, the man that has changed the game of basketball to what it is now, you have to start Steph Curry. You've got to. Uh, the next, I'm going to go with Bench, Ray Allen. Ray Allen, he might not have made the three-pointers every single time down the floor, but my he God. was hot. When he yeah. was hot and when you needed a three-pointer, you and you absolutely needed it, he was the man. He had he had that ice in them veins, as them young kids call it nowadays. And then last but not least, I hate to do it, Reggie Miller. My Lord, in his prime, you could let... You could throw him out of a boat, and he'd still make the shot. That's how good Reggie Miller was. But for the purpose of this list, we got to cut him. You got to start Steph. I mean, he's Steph Curry. I think he's the greatest shooter ever played the game. To be honest with you, he changed the way basketball is. Now. He did. And uh, at twenty sixteen, was it twenty sixteen Golden State Warriors team? That's uh, they won a bunch in that time period. Yeah, but yeah, that that's probably one of the greatest teams of all time. I won't say they're the greatest team, but they'd be top three at no, least. That one belongs to the ninety five, ninety six Chicago Bulls. Well, that's why I said top three. But uh, got a bench, Reggie Miller. Okay. He well, hold on, Reggie Miller. I just remember as a little kid, the guy could do anything. And I went back and I saw these documentaries when Indiana was in the playoffs, like what the Eastern Conference Finals and how hard he was playing. Mm-hmm. He was a freaking beast. Couldn't stop him. And Way Allen, I got to cut him. I hate to cut him, but I'll tell you, the great, one of the greatest things I've ever saw in the history of basketball was when Way Allen and the Miami Heat was uh, down by like 10 points. I'll never forget that as a kid. The fans were leaving people. The fans were out there the door and uh within a minute and a half he come back and they was down by two or three i think it was three and they had to hit this shot to tie to go to overtime it was in the corner in the corner he wasn't even looking at the basket and he just threw it up and he swished it i i'm starting steph i don't think you can't you can't start him um i'm not a big fan of him on it but you can't take nothing away from him Ah, this is tough. I'm gonna bench Ray Allen. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough between these two, but mm-hmm. I, I am a Ray Allen fan. I used to really like him. You know, when he was the Celtics and and all that. That's right. a great Celtics team he was on back in '08. And you know they want nothing yeah, to do with Paul him now. Pierce, uh, Big Baby Davis, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, yeah. Celtics don't even want nothing to do with him now. That's that little group of them. It's pretty sad. Yeah, I'm gonna unfortunately cut Reggie Miller. Um, all right, what is your favorite? Thing Tennessee is known for the Great Smoky Mountains, country music, or Tennessee whiskey. Uh, well, you know what my cut is. I'll just go ahead and say it. my cut's Tennessee whiskey. I don't drink people, so I wouldn't know unless you're talking about the song. Uh, but give, give us a little. Oh, how smooth it's Tennessee whiskey. But uh, start. It's the Smoky Mountains. 
Ronnie Millsap said it best. Smoky Mountain Rain keeps on falling. I can hear her calling. Uh, but the Smoky Mountains, it's the most beautiful. My Lord, what the fucking name. Like somebody's trying to come get us or something. Yeah, My Lord. Um, the Volca is saving us. Yeah. But Smoky Mountains, it's so beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing. God, look, I'm telling you, going down that interstate from Knoxville to North Carolina, it's most beautiful. It's God's country. That's what Blake Shelton wrote a song about. Uh, bench. Gotta say, country music. It's it's one of the best things out there. It's it'll, it'll make you happy, sad, uh, excited, horny. It'll make you depressed. <laughs> it'll make it, every feeling you have. Country music will make you feel that. He's just a horny man tonight. Um, then cut whis- Tennessee whiskey. Sorry, I don't drink, but it's whatever. What order you got, Corbin? Okay. Uh, <laughs> going to have to start uh, the Great Smoky Mountains. Like you said, it's beautiful. That's what we're known for is the Great Smoky Mountains. And it is beautiful. I'm glad we live here. But we don't appreciate it as much as other people do. Because we see it all the time. Because we see it all the time. And I've realized that throughout the years because people I, I've saw, uh, I'll be in Daytona for NASCAR or something, and people talk about the Smoky Mountains like it's this, like going to see the Titanic. Yeah, a few it's kind of like ago. people live at the beach. They're just like, mm-hmm. a, you know. And I'm just like, oh, it's just another thing. And then I get to thinking, well, it is kind of kind of beautiful. Yeah. Here. You got a bench Tennessee whiskey. I mean, cutting. He's cutting your Conway Twitty. He's cutting your Ronnie Mills. I, I know you he, deserve he, to be smacked right in the face. He's basically cutting your Elvis right now. I'm not even gonna comment. Not even gonna comment. <laughs> he's all kinds of fired up, torn up all night. Save it for the duel. Save it for the duel. I'm just gonna be quiet. But uh, what was the other one? Uh, country music. Country music. Yeah, you're cutting country music. I'm cutting country music. I love country music. I do. What kind of music you want to listen to then? Me? I, you don't know what's going to come on me. I may have 1995 rap. I may have 2,000 hits. I, I may agree have... with that. My all over the place. But I'm starting country music. I love country music. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not saying just Nashville, but you, like Bristol. And then you go Country there. music could be made, brother. Anywhere. It could be made down in Texas. It could be made in L.A. Mm. It could be made wherever. The Great Smoky Mountains is Tennessee. It's Look, God put it here for a reason. I know. but Man put music in Tennessee. God, <laughs> Jesus H. Christ, put the Smoky Mountains here in Tennessee. No man did it. You look at that, that's God's work right there. That is a solid point, but I'm going to start country music, and I'm going to bench the Great Smoky Mountains. Beautiful. I mean, millions of people come every year just to just to see them. Um, I love Jack Daniels. That's ah, my, we know that's y'all That's my do. whiskey of choice. What do you like your Jack Daniels with? Uh, it depends, man. Sometimes it's straight. Now, listen, if you do, if I like it with Coke taste-wise. If you do it with Diet Coke, you won't have a, a hangover in the morning. What about cherry coke? Mm. You ever done a cherry coke? I probably have at some point, but I like, I like Jack Daniels. I, I'll tell you what I learned at the lake this week. A man was making up some uh, Hawaiian punch vodka. 
It's genius. I never oh, thought about it. Good. You can get drunk and stay hydrated at the same time. <laughs> A lot of vitamin C, baby. Well, you got that bag. I told you. You've been teasing. In, in due time. In due time, this beautiful little baby. I believe it's time. Look, I am 16 0 when Joe is at promotions. I think it's time that my due diligence is rewarded. Yeah, Spanky, for the ones that, that don't watch, this is your first time. He is a professional wrestler, undefeated. Um, some people are comparing him to The Undertaker and Goldberg, as we speak. Um, that was our Start Bench Cut segment presented by our friend Ryan Carson at Maxed Out Gym. We'll be right back with our second main talking point of the day. Maxed Out Gym is hands down the best gym in East Tennessee. Located in Oak Ridge, locally owned and operated by Ryan Carson. Listen, this gym is not your normal big chain gym. 24-7 access, child care, nutrition plans, private training rooms, and their personal trainers are truly first class. We're not talking about John Doe across the street who spent a few hours taking an online course and then printed his certificate. They offer the best classes in the area and even host big time powerlifting competitions. For my power lifters, you have to experience the back room there's no words to describe it. You just have to experience it. That's Maxed Out Gym. If you're having second thoughts about changing gyms, canceling that membership, going through the hassle, I know you've seen the picture of me and Coach Hopel together when I got to show him his face on my leg. Have you seen the thunder thighs on the vol, Daddy? You don't get thighs like that by not going to Maxed Out Gym. It's time to throw away the gold membership Throw away the Planet Fitness membership. Throw away the National Fitness membership. And it's time to join Maxed Out Gym. Check them out on Facebook right now. And you don't, like, we're going to be switching them out very often. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you don't know who's going to be in at the moment. Heck, they, we may have the third string in at some point and just surprise them. Oh, yeah. Like we said earlier. We're going to be so fresh and we're so deep. At running back, um, offense. I'm going a little bit off the. Right. I'm going to go Nico, and not only I'm not saying that he plays a lot, but I just think he kind of fills Joe's Joe's role last year. It's just kind of a leader, even though you're not the man. Yeah, that makes sense. I just think he's just going to kind of fill that role if if we don't. I, mean, hey, I do think I do think he will get a lot of reps this year. I do too, and. Um, Defense, um, I think I'm going to go Keenan Peely. Um, he was like two, three-time team captain at BYU, so he knows how to do it. I think he, mm -hmm. I think he'll do it here. And plus, he's linebacker, so he's the perfect position oh, yeah. to be that guy. Yeah. So um, He's a four-star, ain't he? I'm not sure what his – I mean, he played at hey, – Yeah, he's a four-star. He played um, – I think this is his last, last year. It's either his last – like his senior year or it's his COVID year. I, we need to look that up. But um, anyway, he was like he's he's been a team captain for for BYU for at least the last two years um, and leading tackler. So, um, so next question: Will Tennessee's secondary improve this year? I think they will. Like you can only get better. Uh, like they didn't lose a whole lot off their secondary, so they can only get better as the year goes on. Yeah, we're going to improve. We're just going to keep improving, improving as time goes on. 
There's no doubt about that. Yeah, 100%. I, I think – I really do think that there's a big improvement because, like, like you said, we lose one person, that's Trayvon Flowers. We're young, but we're finally deep. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with what Hop said. Hop said that starting this year, Tennessee will have an elite defense, and I don't think Top Man's going to lie to us. Mm-hmm. We so, haven't been able to have that said about us in a long time. Yeah, he said Tennessee will have an elite defense. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think with, with all the secondary that we're bringing back, us being healthy – what we brought in, I think, I mean, in the portal and, and in recruiting, I think we're going to be pretty dang, definitely a big improvement, you know, yeah. in the secondary. So do you think Tennessee wins at least 10 games this year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Easily. Uh, I mean, the only teams I'm concerned about, honestly, is Alabama and Georgia. And there will be that one team, like South Carolina, sneaks up, sneaks yeah. up on us. That's that, And Florida will play us tough because it, we could be the best, like we said before. Florida could be the best ever, and we could be the worst ever, and we still play them neck to neck. So I think Florida's probably the biggest hurdle. Like we get over the swamp, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of green grass from there, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I agree. Do you think we do it with or with? I mean, with the bowl game, or do you think we win ten regular season games? I think we win ten regular season. I do too. I do too. Um, um, another question. Who does Tennessee have a better chance of beating this year, Alabama or Georgia? I think they got a better chance of beating the Dogs because the Dogs, they got so many questions. And to me, I think they they are a good team, don't get me wrong, but I think their time, it's coming. They're going to they're gonna slip up. And I'm telling you, old Neyland's going to be rocking. It's going to be shaking. It's going to be hipping and hopping and flying. They're going to be hanging off the rafters. rafters. even though we don't have. Yeah, they're going to be hanging off the rafters. Well, I'll say this. I don't know what I don't know what they're doing down in Georgia at the moment. They they got some shit going on down there. There's some this could destroy recruiting stuff going on. There's something like in the next two to three weeks, it may be a whole new ball game for Georgia. And I think I would give my right nut. If they had to vacate their national championships, I think I'd give both of them. I don't care what they did in the past. I just care about what they do in the future. Yeah, but you know how awesome that all the shit they've talked. If we could just be like, well, bye bye, you don't have them. I'd rather just beat them head up. I mean, I want to do that too, but you get my drift. I give you say. Take him rings from them. I think. I think from what I've been reading and hearing, it it could be more severe than. What's going on with LSU at the moment? LSU's got a lot of shit going on right now. They may lose all four seasons and everything. I'd be hard as a rock mm. if I could get on there and Twitter and just. Which heck, we can't say much here. We're we're still. Uh, ours ain't. We're not even gonna get a. Bowl. Ours ain't that bad, but. We won't even get a bowl game ban. I don't think. No, I think we'll get some money taken away, but or maybe a couple scholarships in there. No. But I, I. I got more confidence in beating Alabama. Right now, right now, I have more confidence beating Alabama than I do Georgia. I think Georgia's going to be tough, but if something was to happen in the next few weeks, my tune could change real quick. That could that would just shake all the college football. You're talking about going into the regular season. This one's tough. A um, lot, lot of question marks in Tuscaloosa. Um, quarterback question marks, and then well, – Hell, that's always for them. And then – 
they got new offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. Hype gave them hell last year or his first year in in Alabama. Um, Georgia's stacked. The schedule hurts them though because they're not going to play anybody until they play Tennessee. Yeah, they um, that is a weak ass schedule. It's weak, and I think Neyland is my determining factor here. I think Tennessee has a really good chance of knocking off the puppies in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. That's my um, – I'll tell you how weak Georgia's schedule is. Somebody was talking to me this week about the upcoming season, and they don't even really watch football, know hardly anything about football. Yeah. They watch Tennessee football. But they said to me, uh, damn, Georgia's going to win every game, ain't they? I don't know if them, them playing anybody really. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna get a little payback from that in the next mm-hmm. next next year. Uh, all right, we love our sponsors. We can't thank Jacob Haney enough with Trident Hydro Clean for sponsoring that segment. We'll be right back with the duel. Trident Hydro Clean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and an amateur cleaning. That's 865 363 8815. Megan's Cleaning Services is here to meet all of your home cleaning needs. From a basic clean to a deep clean, from a one-time clean to a bi-weekly clean, Megan's Cleaning Service is here for you. We provide residential, commercial, and rental cleanings for the best prices. Serving Knox, Anderson, Scott, Roan, and Morgan counties, Give me a like on my Facebook page. My phone number is 423-539-7266. Again, that's Megan's Cleaning Services at 423-539-7266. Thank you. And we're back. Next, we've got the duel presented by Premier Excavation. The Spank and Corbin will battle it out over a few tough questions. And the winner not only gets bragging rights, but they get some hardware to drag around with them for a, a week. Or like me for the past 50 days over here. So how many days it's been? 50? It's getting close. I'm glad that's all you have to do in your free time is count how many days you've held a Walmart belt. But don't worry, Corbin. Don't worry. In due time. In due time, my good brother. He's, he's teasing. He's teasing. But we do got an upgrade. By God. Oh. oh damn. Would you look at that? The Vols Deep Belt, baby. Oh, would you look at that? That's beautiful. That's coming around my damn shoulder tonight. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. You ain't winning shit. Let's hope this here, thing pal. ain't rigged. Don't already start making excuses. I'm just saying. He's he's ducked out last week. He I ducked know. out another time too. He's scared. Doing what? I was busy. I can't remember, but I was busy. He had to be first in line at the Gentleman's Club up, the, up oh, in yeah. Knoxville. All right. 
Question number one. Other than Rocky Top, what is the best song about Tennessee? I have two, but I'm just going to go with one right now. And that's... But first, let me give some little backstory on the song. First, um, I'm going to spend my dollar. I'm going to park in a holler. (laughs) And I'm going to hold her up tight against the wall. Make a little loving all night. A little turtle doving and a Dixieland delight. That is a damn good pick. It is. That is a damn good song. It is Dixieland delight. The song is about the great state, the number 16th state in the union, the state called Tennessee. (laughs) But my second one, if I had to do a second one, is by... Dr. Ronnie Millsap, Smoky Mountain Rain. Is he really a doctor? I don't know, but I'm going to call him one. <laughs> Corbin? How the hell can you not have a damn intro song in here? What the hell is wrong with you, son? Oh, my God. What an ass kisser. You, <laughs> you kissing ass. What is wrong with you? Well, look, no offense. No offense to Fairview Union, but you didn't hear that song after uh, we beat Alabama. You're about to. Oh, that's another good one. See, dang, he, he always, that's a good counter. It is a good counter. It really is. But you know what? Nothing was a better feeling than listening to Dixieland Delight while they're carrying the damn goalpost out and on the river. I'll and get- all them Alabama fans were set home crying. They were wiping their hands with their national championship rings, and guess what? And then their hands turned green because it's a fake ring. I can't believe he didn't even say the V-O-L-S. You get 100,000 damn fans in Neyland Stadium singing that song, the stadium starts shaking below. It is a song. Technically, it's a chant. The band. It's a the chant. The band plays to it. The it's band a damn does song. do it, but it's a damn everybody song. chants. It's a damn song. The it's bland. a chant. No, it's not. It's, it's a, a chant. It's a song. It's a chant. No. It's a chant. Fairview Union is doing an excellent job. Appreciations for doing this for the oh, show. Oh, Brown knows him. Brown knows. I bet. I bet Mr. Wilson at Fairview Union would agree with mine. It's Dixieland a lot. <laughs> we'll have to ask him. He's, he's been he's been commenting and listening. I tell you what. I see you. I'll, I'll buy you a beer. Oh, what a kiss ass! <laughs> Question number two: Who will win the Super Bowl this season? It ain't gonna be no damn Buffalo Bills or no damn Denver Broncos. It ain't. It ain't gonna be either one of them. I'd break two. I'm gonna go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly. Jalen Hurts will get the Eagles back to the Super Bowl, and I think he does it fan. this year. I'm not. I like the Broncos. I'm just bandwagon. saying. Damn it. Bandwagon. I'm just saying. Oh, bandwagon. I'm just saying, pal. Jumping on the ship. You jump off of it and jump to another team next year. No, look, I have a tendency to trade in blue for orange, okay? Everywhere I've been, man. And I, I can't go to well, green. We're going to turn that damn Broncos hate, into a Titans. No, I hate the color green. But, look, I'm just saying. Green? All the, way. the Titans are blue. I'm talking about the Eagles, <laughs> damn it. I'm not worried about no Titans. <laughs> Titans going to be lucky to win a damn game. Oh, don't you be talking shit about Tennessee <laughs> Titans over here. Look, the that, Titans always get brought up. I don't know why they always do. You me tell you what? I bet you this. Before the decade is over with, the Vanderbilt Commodores will have more in the stadium than Tennessee Titans will because the Titans keep pissing their fan base off. Hell no, their Titans about to get this big-ass stadium. Everybody going to want to put Oh, my luxury. God. But 
it's nice to have a big stadium, but when you, when you ain't got players to produce on the damn field, what the hell does it mean? You know what happens when you get a new stadium in the NFL? What happens? You always become an elite Super Bowl talent team. Okay, name one. Los Angeles Rams, shittiest team for 15 years. Okay, what about the Chargers? They moved into that thing, too. Chargers, they're decent. They're the Chargers. They're going to be the Chargers. That's, that's like saying the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. The Rams Jaguars were already be good the, before they went to the stadium. I said they was decent. Corbin, who you got? Damn Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick oh my freaking God. Mahomes. And I'm not a bandwagon. I've been loving Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs since day one. I don't jump on the damn ship. I don't jump on the damn ship. Both, both, Jam, uh, both y'all have solid shit. picks for sure. Um, who is the best professional wrestler from the state of Tennessee? It is no question. Not a lot of people know this, but it is the limousine riding, jet flying, kiss kiss stealing. You can't even stand pro. Will and Dylan, son of a gun, and he has a hard time holding these alligators down, and he can kiss any woman up in the state of Tennessee, even that. Fat, ugly mama of yours, Corbin, and make her cry. <laughs> he could go all night long and twice on Saturday and four times on Sunday, not even blink. That's more than you could ever do. Oh, you, you all trust me, man. There's a reason they call me the spank, baby. Where's the players from Memphis, right? He's, he was born in Memphis, Tennessee. Again, what the hell? You got to go with a Knoxville native. Randy Orton, 14-time WWE champion. Hey, he's 20- a what? He's a 14-time. He's a 14-time. But how, who has more? 16-time. How, how many WWE titles has Ric Flair won? He's won two. But Ric Flair was the last real world champion. He not only he would defend that belt in one state, fly to the other, do it all over again. He was the last real world champion. He would Who, go from the territory big- to territory to territory, defending that title, who's getting big- out alive with that championship. And not only was he going hour long in the ring, he was going an hour outside of the ring, Daddy. Who's the biggest company in the world? The WWE. Who's but, always been the biggest but company in the what? world. you know what? Back then, back then, they were not the biggest company in the world. Because you could say that Jim Crockett Promotions rivaled them. And who was the man before Vince McMahon who took over that? the WWF? Ric Flair. Nature Boy Ric Flair. Vince McMahon had to do something. He had to get Hulk Hogan to counteract the Nature Boy Ric Flair. How many a pay-per-view buys has Ric Flair generated in the history of his career? What about box office? Box office. Box office. Everywhere Ric Flair went, it sold out. So does Randy Orton. Oh, really? Really? Do you want to see some of the WWE's events here the past few years? Uh, They broke a record. For the past year, they broke records. And where's Randy Orton been the past year? At home. He broke his And I love Randy Orton. There's a reason Randy Orton learned. How to be the man. And that is from the man, Ric Flair. But Rick never won the biggest title in the world but twice. He did. He won it twice. That's all twice. he had to do. Twice. That's twice. all he had to do. Twice. He won the Royal twice Rumble the at the number three spot with a tear in his eye. Do you even know what year that was? Yes, 1992. Um, so what, what was the date? I don't know the damn date. I wasn't even born. January 18th. Oh, Ain't that just so you cute. don't even know what the hell you're even talking about? You even about. know what day Randy Orton was born on or what hospital he's born in? He's born April the 1st, 1980, in UT Hospital. So take that one. 
Give me, give me a number two for the state of Tennessee. A number two? It's pretty simple. It's the king. The king of Memphis. Jerry the King Lawler. The man not only took over a whole territory down there, he ran it, he'd sell the popcorn, he'd wrestle, he'd be the champion. He's the man. In all honesty, you can say anything you want about Hulk Hogan, but if it wasn't for Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman going on the David Letterman show and doing the angle they did, wrestling doesn't go as mainstream. I love Jerry Lawler, but damn, son, what is wrong with you? How many world titles has Jerry Lawler won in WWE? He ain't won any, but how many world titles How many has he matches won? has he had at WrestleMania? Well, who are you going to go with the number two then? Who Je- are you going to go? Jeff Jarrett. Oh, my God. Now, look, don't you talk about Jeff Jarrett with me. You know I love Jeff Jarrett. I, you know I love... Uh, WCW oh world God. champion. TNA world champion. He's an AEW. That's J-E-double-F. J-A-double-R-E-double-T. That's Jeff Jarrett. You don't talk bad. But do not try to make me disagree with Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett is the best. But Jeff Jarrett was not the main man in Memphis when it was hot and booming. He was the main man in TNA, but it was not booming compared to Memphis back in the 80s and 70s. Jerry Lawler's never done nothing next level, if anything, on Jeff Jarrett. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Oh, Jerry Lawler, I've won my 200 championships here. Jerry Lawler had a, a fair, heart attack. In a fairgrounds. And he came back. He won 200 titles at the fairgrounds. Well, guess what? The only reason <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, and I hate to say this, but the, man, the only reason he became NWA world champion is because him and his daddy were running the company, and he had to have a reign of terror to do it. Because he's a smart man. I do the same exact shit. Look, I'm not downing the man. I'm just saying. Okay, Jerry Lawler was the king of Memphis wrestling, and then he became the voice of the 90s in professional you're, you're, wrestling with him and Jim Ross. You're jealous because you're never going to be a world champion in this business. Oh, bullshit! So, I am a world champion. <laughs> I am a champion. I'm undefeated, you, unlike you. You. Never, you couldn't even lace up my jock strap. You will never be nothing in this business unless you go and buy your own damn promotion. That's the only way. I will own my own promotion. That's the only promotion. way you're ever going to. I will own my own promotion. You watch it. Joe Kazana promotions will be turned into Spank Bank promotions one day. Spank Bank? <laughs> yes. That's the only time you ever win a world championship. Heck, you won't even win the women's title. Oh, you kidding? No, I don't need to because I'm going to be the heavyweight champion. Damn, this one's... Does Josh Hopper win a national championship before 2026? I'll go first because he's going to mess up because he's he's always against oh he's against God. Knoxville today for some reason. Hell yes, he's going to win a championship. How can I argue with it? I can't argue. Yes, he is. What year do you think he'll win it in? This coming year. Cat got your tongue? What the hell are you doing? It over does there? have my tongue. You know why it has my tongue? This is how I think it's going to go. And I hate to say this, and this will probably lose me a duel because of favoritism or whatever. But I'm being realistic. you got to be realistic. I ain't being if realistic. If we just come on here and say, Tennessee's going to win every day a ball game because we love the boss. Well, we're not doing our job as damn news reporters here. We have to be realistic here, people. Okay? We're going to do some great things this year. But look, the national championship, it's just not in our cards. Okay? Now, 2025, very realistic because Nico will have a year under his belt. Squirrel Howard will still be at Tennessee. Everybody will still be at Tennessee. We're winning the damn championship this year. Joe Milton for Heisman right now. I'm not saying he ain't going to win Heisman. Why do you have no confidence in Tennessee this week? Oh, my God. I'm being a realist. You're against their damn theme song. 
you, you're against the man born in Knoxville, and now you're against Tennessee. The man winning was a born in Knoxville. You are right, but guess what? He left Knoxville and went to St. Louis, Missouri. That wasn't his decision. Uh, yeah, it it was his daddy's decision. He decided to hitch up and get out of town. <laughs> I can't help what old cowboy Bob Orton done, but Randy's born right here in Knoxville. He was, and he probably regrets He's a four, it. Fourteen-time world champion, the biggest company in the world. But all, but look. We could even go on and on. Don't give me the whole world. WrestleMania main event? If we're being honest. How many Ric Flair main events has been at WrestleMania? If we're being honest here, Ric Flair's (laughs) got more than 16 world titles. He's got about 21. And don't say he don't because you know it. Oh, yeah. Like Jerry Lawler, them fairground titles. Oh, yeah, yeah. A title's a title, baby. No matter how you get it. As long as you get it. When are you going to win you a damn title? I have a title that I will show off. So that's a title. Look, if you can't tell it's a title, then there's something wrong with it. Helen Keller can tell it's a title. It's a beautiful one, and I can't wait to show it off. You're, he's getting all kind of woke up over there. He's sweating. Sweat because it's hot in here. Overrated, underrated beer. You want to go? It's overrated. It's overrated. You know, and look, and I'm not just saying that because I don't prefer alcohol. But just talking to some of my alcoholic friends, <laughs> beer doesn't get you as lit and fire. Beer is more of a casual drink, unless you want to make it non-casual. Now, if you really want to mess somebody up, you get the hard stuff. You get the liquor. You get the vodka. You get the martinis. You get all of it. You get the shots. You get the jello shots. You get all of it if you really want to get messed up. Not according to me, because I don't do that stuff. But the beer, as I said, it's the casual drink. But it's the go-to. It's the number one alcoholic drink just because of just the mainstream and all that stuff. Everybody thinks of beer as soon as you said alcohol. But in all honesty, if you really want to get something to get you lit and fired up, that's Jack Daniels. That's that's the whiskey. That's the vodka. That's all of it. He drinks that Bud Light. I do not. I drink <laughs> Dasani water. Dasani water. Yes. Not even spring water? To... No, I'll drink spring water now, Nancy. I got one right here. Anyway, underweighted. Like, what the hell? It's beer. <laughs> the greatest creation ever made. <laughs> I don't know about that. How many beers I drank the other day, Luke? How many at, at NASCAR? It was like 30, I believe. <laughs> about, thir- about 30 beers. You know what? I drank them sons of bitches all damn day long. Yeah, and what'd it get you the next day? Well, I went back to drink, and I started with a Bloody Mary the next day. What happened today after Cracker that? Cracker Barrel, about 9 o'clock. Give me a Bloody Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you me tell you what I had at Cracker Barrel the other day at 9 o'clock? I had two pieces of sausage, six pieces of bacon, two pieces of scrambled eggs, and three pancakes. You know what I had? A damn Bloody Mary. And then what I have, Luke? More beer. More beer. Because I go all day long. He had so. more beer. I he could, had more beer. I go without the beer. He can't I, do anything that's a functional because he's a damn alcoholic. He needs the beer. He can't carry any charisma without the beer. That's why he always wins these duels because of the beer. I ain't drunk no damn beer today. Oh, that's a lie. I know you have. You had to drink the beer. Not today. Not today. I'm drinking water today, son. I know. Thank God. Your alcoholic association meeting is very proud of you. <laughs> Damn. But there's nothing more American than sitting around at a sporting event, 
drinking beer all damn day long with your buddies. Oh, yeah. Getting all kinds of wild and crazy. Don't never know what's going to happen. Like I said, you need the beer to function. You need it. You know what? You wish you could be as God-given, blessed as me to have the oozing of charisma that the spank carries around with him every single day. I don't need any drink to get me to where I am. I was born ready. I wake up ready. I wake up, I piss excellence, Daddy. Everything about me is perfect. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Mac Davis wrote that song about the spank, and the spank don't need no beer. The spank just needs the spank. But the old Corb, the old Corage, needs the bear. I do need the bear. You do need the bear. What is the 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 bear thing? The bear. The thing. I guess I don't. Okay. I made it up. Okay. We just made a new thing out right here. The bear. Give me the bear. I was just wondering. The bear. <sighs> Spanky, I ain't gonna lie. The first question, I didn't think it could be topped. Your answer, and then Corbin fucking. I, I ain't saying he beat you, but that's a damn good comeback to hit our hit our sponsor. You screwed me. Then, you screwed me every single time. Le- people at home know it. You know I don't drink, and then you throw an alcohol question in there at the end. This is a bunch of talk. We've been hoodwinked. We've been bandoozled. We have been we've been screwed here, Spank Nation. So are you throwing the towel in already? No, I'm not. But I've been screwed. I'm tired week after week of being screwed. He'd be, he'd be such a lightweight if he drunk a beer. He'd be like three beers passed out like a little bitty old kid. I'm a man, though. I could sit there and how many – Luke knows how many can I usually drink, Luke, on a given Saturday for Tennessee. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> when it comes to Tennessee. It comes to about 30 apiece. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to give Spank the edge on the first question, but – the Super Bowl, I like both. I think you've got to kind of go with, I'll say a tie for the second one. And then let's go. Mm, I, I'm going to go in another tie for professional wrestling. My God. What? He acts like he knows this Rick stuff. Ric Flair ran so Randy Orton could walk. <laughs> and I'm going to give... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give Corbin the edge on the Josh Hopper win a national championship. you damn right. So we're tied. I'm the only one with a damn confidence in Tennessee around here. And, man, there's nothing like a good cold beer. I knew it. I knew as soon as I saw the question on the notes. I knew I was screwed. I knew Last I didn't. week we didn't have a question. I knew I was screwed. I didn't have a chance at this. I knew it. You could have had a chance last week. Nothing like that ice cold beer. Spur done really good. Look, right. everybody at home has seen the tomfoolery and the scrutiny that's went on here. I've been screwed yet again. Here you go, Mr. Corbin. The most entertaining and charismatic one on this podcast gets screwed mm. again. Get that out of here. Let him, let him smell it. Let him, don't let him touch it. He can. It smells like <laughs> piss and vinegar. <laughs> The champ. The champ. That's like 35 pounds right there. 35 pounds on my shoulder. For 35 week. pounds of shit. <laughs> I am the champ champ over here. Ashley, give me that title. Both of them. I'm like Conor McGregor in this bitch. I am the champ champ. 
I bet you many of my belts more beautiful. I didn't have to buy a promotion to win my championships. <laughs> yeah, you had to kiss ass to get there. I'm a champion on my own. I've done it the right way, the only way. We will be right back. Big thank you to Premier Excavation for sponsoring many, the duel. The belt's not even Tennessee orange. <laughs> How many titles have you won in the business? I have one right here. Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching. Let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. And we're back. Next, we've got our Jersey Countdown, uh, presented by DNM Fence Company. Um, this will be our Keys to the Game segment once, once Tennessee football season starts. Number 65. Is it any, could it really be anybody else? I'm going first. Okay, you go first. Philip Fulmer. Uh, as a player... All SEC guard, uh, thirty and five record as a player, assistant coach, head coach, one hundred and fifty two and fifty two national championship. You have to go, Philip Fulmer. I chose Philip Fulmer too, and I know you would too. But I found a quote, and it says uh, sixty five is special to me because Charles Wassenfelder wore it before me, and he I, he was an All American, and he asked me himself. To wear this number. That's what Philip Fulmer said? Yep. Awesome. You said you got Fulmer? Yeah, I got Fulmer. You can't really get nobody else. Number 64, who you got, Corbin? Jack Reynolds, All-SEC, All-American, a part of the defense that collected 30 interceptions. Same. I've got Jack Hacksaw Reynolds, 1967-69, All-SEC, All-American, linebacker. Uh, Great defense, man. I got Hacksaw, too, as well. Jack Hacksaw Reynolds. Ho! I think you got the wrong Hacksaw. What's going on there? He, oh. he, <laughs> I'm sorry. 63. Who you got, Corbin? Josh Campbell. Okay. He was a uh, part of the 1998 championship team, and he's a Knoxville native. Cooper Mays, current That's Tennessee center. I'm going with Robert Nealon, Jr., um, oh, okay. Obviously, son of legendary head coach General Robert Nealon, played halfback for the Volunteers. Number sixty-two. I'm going to put sixty-two and sixty-one together if that's fine, because mm-hmm. these numbers are retired. Yep. And um, I'm going to say the people that they got retired for: uh, sixty-two Clyde Fuson and sixty-one Willis Tucker. They was both killed in World War Two. That's who I've got as well. Clyde Fusion was a, a fullback on the 1942 team. Um, retired his number, as you mentioned. One of four that, that died in World War II. And then Willis Tucker, as you mentioned, 1939, 1940. He was also a sprinter on the track team. Thank you. I got Don Schultz, football player from 1957, 1958. The 62, right? Yep. Who's your 60, 61? Willis Tucker had his jersey retired 2006, uh, played 1939, 1940. Uh, he has his jersey retired, as Corbin said, in honor of him. Number 60, who you got, Corbin? Uh, Bill 
Pyramid. He was a tackle, an All-American. Went 33-9 and nine all time. Got the same, man. Uh, played 1947, 1951. Tackle, All-American. Won the 1950 and 1951 National Championship. Okay, number uh, 60. I got Robbie Franklin. He was a uh, defensive middle guard from 1964, 1965. In 1966, he moved to the offensive side of the ball where he played guard. Number 59. Who you got, Corbin? Got Gregory Greco, linebacker. Linebacker. Uh, all SEC academic honor roll for all four years he played. He played about 2009. I'm going to go with Mark Havanick. Uh hope I said that right. Defensive tackle from 1984 to 1987. 19 career sacks, all SEC. 87 tackles with 14 behind the line in his career. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Nick Guest. Uh, played from 2008 to 2011. All right, that was our Jersey Countdown presented by DNM Fence Company. Thank you, Ted McKinney, for sponsoring that segment. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, the Spank. Like myself, DNM Fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire. Heck, bring them bamboo sticks, and they can install them things for you too. DNM Fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865-435-4515 or 865-387-1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DNM Fencing. And we're back next. We've got Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other presented by CND Tire in Oak Ridge. I'll pick five. Crazy slash funny stories, and Spanky and Corbin will guess which state that it happened in based on the headline. Number one, woman allegedly plowed through a cemetery during her ex-boyfriend's funeral services. Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. I'm going with other. I think that happened in the state, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's something that happened there. Sounds like something your old lady would do. Probably. It's Alabama. They're a bunch of crazy some bitches down there. Alabama. It actually happened in Minnesota. Ah, uh, so I it, technically got it right. I hit you, other. I you said t- other, yeah. You I right. did other. I got it right. <laughs> it's about time you got something right. Blair Witten, 28, uh, made headlines after she allegedly tried to run people over at uh, Fargo Cemetery as they were putting her ex to rest. Multiple complaints reported Witten was driving her vehicle inside the cemetery in a manner with extreme indifference for human life, which created a substantial risk of serious bodily injury to the people in the cemetery. She knew she wasn't welcome, and what she did, instead of leaving peacefully, was try to run somebody over and run somebody else over, which was me, which was his... Um, current girlfriend uh, <laughs> went and became a persona uh, at the funeral service after she reportedly uh, was making bizarre negative social media posts following his death. She allegedly um, claimed that she was the one that killed 
her ex-boyfriend, um, even though he died from sleep complications. Uh, friends and family at McDonald's said they've been dealing with threats and harassment. From the ex for at least five years before McDonald's death, she was charged with one count of misdemeanor reckless endangerment as a result of the cemetery accident. She com- she pleaded not guilty <laughs> back in May. So this is recent. It's pretty recent, yeah. This is what you're. This is what you're about to be going through, Spanky. Nah, if no. you don't start treating your old lady right, I'll tell you that right now. Um, all right, number two. Um, Peeping Tom and nothing but a Ronald Reagan mask caught in the breezeway. Florida, Alabama, Georgia. That is some Florida shit right there. What the hell is the breezeway? It's like a little hallway. It's like a little hallway or a little room between like like a garage and like the main part of your house or something. It's a damn hallway. Yep. Peeping Tom and nothing but a Ronald Reagan mask. Caught in Breezeway. Breezeway. Georgia. Vestiva Hills, Alabama. Damn it, I was going to uh, say Alabama. <laughs> got, uh, a couple there got quite the surprise on a New Year's Eve when a nude man wearing a Ronald Reagan mask uh, creeped into the breezeway. The man who was naked, except for what ha- appeared to be a Ronald Reagan rubber mask, on his head and a sock covering his private parts ran off uh, the lady and her husband. The ordeal, however, was caught on their home security video and later posted to Facebook as a warning to neighbors. She said, I know a lot of people are laughing about this, and honestly, I got a chuckle from it later, but at the same time, it's very concerning. I don't know what he was planning on doing. Um, Her husband, Bart, had just taken out the trash and returned inside when he caught a glimpse of a shadow in the breezeway. The trespasser had already opened the gate and entered um, when Bart yelled and then followed uh, with a 911 cell phone call. Um, the police responded, and uh, they said he wouldn't last long outside nude like that. Um, yeah, uh, he could have been on drugs or alcohol, they said, but in that mindset, you don't know what to do. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do either. That sounds like something the spank could do. I don't drink. It may have been the spank. You don't. You don't need to drink. Nope. Don't need to. Nope. You're the spank. That's right. He drinks that high quality H two O. All right, number three. A homeless man with no arms charged with stabbing a tourist. That seems like that's other. That is the fall at Tennessee. You ain't talking about one arm Larry, are you? Yeah, that's that's the fault, Tennessee. <laughs> he's got he's got one. This is armless. Armless. So wait, he stabbed somebody without an arm. He did. Stabbed a turtle without an arm. No, he's a tourist. Oh, I think not a tortoise. A tourist. <laughs> I was like, damn, that must have been a sharp knife. But uh, that's Florida. That's still something in the fault. Other. That's Other. Florida. They got tourists down there. I know what I'm talking about. I'm paying very close attention to detail. Miami Beach, Florida. Police say 46-year-old Damn. Jonathan Crenshaw held a pair of scissors with his feet. And <laughs> st- and st- He's going to scissor him. <laughs> and stabbed 22-year-old uh, Cesar Corando just after midnight. 
uh, Crenshaw is well known in Miami Beach as a street artist who uses his feet to paint. Uh, Carando was bleeding from his left arm when he was admitted to the local hospital. Crenshaw claimed he acted in self-defense after Carando punched him in the head. Uh, Carando, a tourist visiting from Chicago, and a friend told police that Carando had only asked for directions before the attack. Pretty wild, man. Uh, he, he was booked for battery charges on Tuesday night, and his bomb was $7,500. I'd like to see the video of the man using the scissors with his feet. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, this... <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. All right, number four. Man accused of kicking swans in the park for karate practice. We ain't said Georgia yet. Let's go Georgia. Swans. Where the hell swans located at? Your mama's house. Oh. He's all about your mama today. He's he's something else today. He must not have been getting Getting much attention here recently. Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other man accused of kicking swans. Alabama. At a park for karate practice. Alabama. You know, I'm going to go with Florida. Alabama. Jacksonville, Florida. A uh, man accused of kicking swans at Orlando Park for karate practice. Multiple witnesses said they saw Rocco Joseph Montella attacking swans Thursday morning around 9.15. Uh, one witness said Montella kicked two swans in the head and another in its backside as hard as possible. According to arrest records, and the kicks were strong enough to knock the swans over, the same witness said Montella was also kicked a small... <laughs> kicked a what? <laughs> kicked a, a baby duck that was sleeping. <laughs> uh, a separate witness said they saw Montella leave the walkway in the park to chase more swans. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when he saw the witness reaction, he laughed at them. Uh and a third witness told police that Montella kicked a swan in the face, then looked at the witness and laughed as he continued to kick the other ducks. Uh, police arrived at the scene and arrested Montella. They also searched the, <laughs> where the swans were attacked, but they couldn't find any dead ones. Uh, Montella t- uh, faces a charge of cruelty to an- animals and being held at Orange County Jail on a $1,000 bail. That's a pretty low bail. I, I was, I'd hate to be... Uh... In his courtroom with all them swans testifying against him. I should, yeah, I shouldn't laugh, but that, I don't know why it made me laugh hard. Um, okay, let's see. Mm, this is a good one. Football fan shoots neighbor's house after a football game. Alabama, they're pissed off that we whooped that ass up in Neyland, daddy. Sounds like them damn crybabies in Georgia. Florence, Alabama. Ricky Franks Jr. allegedly opened fire on his neighbor's house after Tennessee pulled off. What I tell you? What did I tell you? The spank is right, yes, again. You know what? I maybe was down and out, and I was cheated in the door. But when it comes to Florida, Georgia, Alabama, I want it. I am. 
you know what, Corey? It's not how you start the race. It's how you finish the race. And I just won the race. That's why I am the man. That's why I am the new champion. Look, I'll even go ahead and tell you what this championship's going to be called. It's going to be called the Spank Heavyweight Championship. He had to buy his own damn championship to make <laughs> himself a champion. I'm the champion of all the Spanks out there. According to a report, Florence Police Department was called on Frank's after the game. Ricky allegedly got into an argument with the neighbor about the game, only to return home to get his shotgun, then open fire on his house. The good news here is Ricky didn't hit anyone with a shotgun spray, but it resulted in a trip to uh, Lauderdale County Jail, where Bama Man posted a mugshot and was released on a $30,000 bond. That gum. Now, here's what you're probably thinking. This was a Bama fan fighting with a Vols fan, and that's an odds-on favorite, but um, this was actually an Auburn fan triggering the <laughs> triggering the Alabama fan for getting beat uh, by okay. Tennessee. Really? Yeah. So, that is uh, great. That really? is great. And that makes it even better, in my opinion. Um, yeah, this says uh, we've had Alabama fans um, blasted by police tasers at airports. We've had them sleeping inside the stadium press boxes, eating chin- eating chicken fingers, doing meth in the stadium. But Hang the likely on. story at the end of the day is most likely Ricky was pumping that shotgun pulling the trigger, and yelling, roll, motherfucking tide. (laughs) (laughs) I I wish they was that on video. (laughs) You're talking about a TikTok that would go viral. That would go everywhere. (laughs) Uh, That was Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. We'll be right back to close out the show. Hey, y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The C&D Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, They've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating, and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together, we went to school together, we played football together. He's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook. That's C&D Tire, 865-483-7455. All right, and we're back. Uh, you think that was a quick show compared to normal? I think it was. I think it was a quick one. Fourth of July, man. We got a. We was kind of just trying to get some content in. I'm sorry about the fireworks, everybody. I think they they've simmered down. Hopefully, now. in the background, it wasn't too loud. We will find out shortly how loud they was. Um, we also we've got we've got the interview with Charlie Garner. Um, so it's it's kind of a long one. So we might I think we're gonna play that on a separate separate mm-hmm. platform. Um. And we're going to start amping up the live shows. I know we've kind of talked and talked about it, but we really are about to start um, getting into them, especially as we get closer to the football season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, just a few weeks away. We're getting closer and closer and closer. Got some big things coming for this podcast. Yeah, we've got some some big, yeah, especially the live shows. We've got a lot of a lot of cool things coming for the live shows. Quite a, Quite a few live shows are coming at you. 
hundred percent. Hopefully, we can get Spanky to show up when I'm. Yep. Never know with Spank being the Spank. You know, I'm always a busy man. Busy man. Always inside the females. Yeah. All right. We will. <laughs> 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 What's wrong, big dog? None. All right. We will uh, see you all next week. Thank you. <laughs>